If you enjoyed this podcast, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at If Vines Could Talk. Welcome to podcast number 12. This week we feature Chalet Sturgeon, the owner of Local Poor in Sawyer, Michigan. If you have not been to Local Poor, a visit is in order. Her place is right off I-94 exit 12 at the corner of Sawyer Road and Red Arrow Highway. Also, Chalet and I have partnered to offer private wine tastings at the location of your choice. Contact me for more details and in the meantime, pop open a bottle of Michigan wine and listen in as Shalea and I talk about her unique and awesome business venture. Not everyone who is making a difference in the Michigan wine scene is a grape grower, winery owner, or winemaker. Today my guest is Shalea Sturgeon. Shalea owns Local Pour, a Michigan-only tasting room located in Sawyer, Michigan. Chalet and her team focus only on the best of the best of Michigan wines, beers, and spirits. Local Pour is relatively new. Chalet opened in June 2021. She's doing great things there, and people recognize it. She won the award for the best new business in southwestern Michigan from the Southwestern Michigan Regional Chamber. Welcome to the show, Chalet. Thanks for taking time to be on the podcast today. Thank you, Steve. Maybe start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've had a multitude of jobs and careers in my life. I've raised two kids in Southwest Michigan. I grew up here myself, and I've come to really embrace this area. I love to live where everybody else comes for vacation. The sunsets are world class. And the wine is as well. And part of my reasoning for opening Local Pour is to confirm the fact that Michigan does make some spectacular wine. Great. Well, you know, you haven't always been in the wine industry. How did you become interested in wine? Well, my last gig was property management. And sometimes I would have to buy wines for different parties that the associations would throw and I was told a lot of the times don't buy Michigan wine because Michigan doesn't know how to make good wine and that to me was kind of a challenge because growing up in this area and seeing the development of the wine industry in southwest Michigan I took that a little personally because this is my home this is the area I grew up in and these are my friends and people that really work hard to do a great job and uh I wanted to prove them wrong. Well, you won't get any argument from me. I believe we're making some really great stuff. Tell us a little bit more about Local Pour and what you offer your guests. Well, when you come to Local Pour, you get, like Steve said, the best of the best. My general manager, Jamie, and myself work really hard to try to find new and interesting things to offer our guests. We do offer wine, beer, cider, and craft cocktails, all produced in Michigan. We try not to find the things that um, are 
or to carry the things that are um, mass-produced and that you find at Myers and Harding's and the Shell gas station. We want you to find stuff that's extremely unique, small batch, uh, really interesting, and maybe you can only find it at a winery. Um, we've been very lucky to be able to carry some of those very unique small batch items, and it's kind of fun, but they run out. So if you find something you really like at Locapur, my suggestion would be buy it because it might not be there the next time you're there. Yeah, I really like that you have such a wide variety of different, really higher-end wines from the state of Michigan. Well, thank you, Steve. We do work really hard to um, find what we want to offer our customers, and we just got this phenomenal new wine from Cody Cresta. It is called CK3. It is a white roan blend and they do two different batches of it. One is stainless steel barreled, which we just got a case of it on Tuesday and we have like two bottles left. We definitely need to get more. Um, and then they do a um, oak barreled that's gonna be uh, bottled in the next month or two. That will be the same exact grapes, but totally different flavors. So we're excited about that. The oak barrel is the same? Same, same grapes, same three. It's Marsan, Roussan, and Viognier, I believe. Wow, interesting blend. Well, it sounds really great. I can hardly wait to uh, check it out. So tell me this, with so many wineries in Michigan, I mean, we, there's over 200 wineries in the state of Michigan. How on earth do you narrow down the list of the wines that you really want to include on your menu? Well, that can be challenging. We talk to the winemakers, we talk to our distributors, we go do tastings, we look at what our clientele wants. Um, we do try to make sure that there is a nice balance between dry whites, dry reds, rosés, and sweet wines because everybody isn't a dry red drinker. Everybody isn't a dry white drinker but we want you to try something different. Like we have a dry Gewurztraminer from Verterra that I always have my sweet drinkers just sample because it's so soft and so smooth that even though it's zero residual sugar, it tastes sweet and it is just delicious. And diehard sweet drinkers will go, wow, I think I might have to buy a bottle. So it's just fun to see their reaction when they try something different. Right. Well, you just mentioned one of my favorite wineries. My wife and I were up there several months ago, and uh, I spent more time than I probably should have at Verterra, and I did try that drag birch demeanor up there. It really is fantastic. But what about you? What are some of your favorite wines? Oh, my goodness. It changes by the week. I really do enjoy Modalis' Sauvignon Blanc that just won some major awards. I also like their dry rosé. I call it my porch pounder. It's one of those bottles that you open up and can sit on the porch and, oh my gosh, it's gone. I also do enjoy the dry reds. Marland has a dry red called Magenta that is 50% Regent and 50% Cab Franc that is so silky and so smooth. I absolutely love that wine as well. So it, it changes by the day or what I'm having for dinner. Um, I'm also enjoying the bubblies in Michigan. I never really thought I liked bubblies. We 
got a bubbly from Big Little. It's a sparkling wine. It's called C3 Pinot. Pinot Gris, Pinot Blanc, and Pinot Noir made into a sparkling wine. You've got to try it. Interesting. Well, I can see that I'm overdue for a trip to local port. Yes, you are, Steve. <laughs> so what, what has been the most fun about starting this business, local port? Meeting the people. Um, it's interesting because we have people from so many different states. About 80% of our client base is still outside of Michigan that come in. They're on vacation. They're driving through. What is this place? Um, it's just fun to see people's reaction because when you go wine tasting, sometimes it's a couple and she likes wine, he likes beer, or he likes wine, she likes beer, or one of them is in the mood for a craft cocktail, well, we can do it all. And their face just lights up when they realize that, hey, you guys have everything. And you do. It's pretty impressive. How about uh, challenges? What have been some of like the unique challenges um, that you've faced? One of the biggest challenges is the fact that we buy things in small batches. Um, with the breweries and the cider and even some of the spirits, but definitely with the wines, they're made in small batches. The winemaker may only make 70 or 80 cases um, a year, and we found that with the Terraldigo from White Pine. It is a phenomenal grape. People don't know that much about it. Once they try it, they love it, but I believe he only produced like 80 cases this year. I was lucky enough to get two, and I think I'm getting one more. Um, but the, it's a small batch, and that really makes Michigan wine special. You've hit on something that I think is really important to point out to our audience, and that is it's really difficult to find Michigan wine outside of Michigan. And it's not because we don't want to distribute. It's because we don't make, we don't make a lot. Most of our wineries are, like you said, small batch. We only have two or three that are really doing anything in any quantity. So even as close as Chicago, it's hard to find our products, our Michigan wines. Right, and we are definitely at the mercy of the elements. If we have a polar vortex, the wine crop can be gone. If we have a super wet fall, the wine crop can be super badly compromised with mold. If we have a dry spring or summer, that compromises it. Um, but it also lends to the character and the taste and the development of the wine. So um, the small batch is very unique to Michigan. Yes, and for that reason, sometimes we're criticized because we don't have consistency year from year to year. On the other hand, I think that's a plus, right? Because you can look at two different years, two different vintages, and you can have very different wines. The casual drinker might not appreciate that, but somebody who really enjoys buying wine, they'll understand that, and they'll know that they'll want to go after a 2017 vintage from the Lake Michigan shore because that was a really good year. The other, you mentioned the climate, and you know that's just another factor that reduces our production potentially which means, again, you cannot necessarily buy our products outside of the state. 
some winery ship out of the state. It's just another reason to come to Michigan, visit here, and go to local four. Correct. Um, Michigan does have, I believe, is it five different AVAs, which is an American viniculture area. And Local Pour does a wine education Wednesday, the third Wednesday of the month. We either bring in a winemaker and we taste five wines from their winery, or we do a horizontal tasting, as we call it, where we would have five different um, Chardonnays or five different Pinot Noirs from five different wineries across the state of Michigan. And it's really fun to taste the differences and nuances, not only in the winemaker, but where they're grown and how that affects it. Exactly. And I've participated in a few of those and they're really well done. Thank you, Steve. Tell us about the moment that you knew Michigan was the place to do this, to to practice your craft, if you will. Well, this is my home. Born and raised here in Michigan, and um, Jamie and I had worked together in the property management company, and we had talked about doing something fun, starting our own business, and we had looked at a uh, business that is franchised around Ann Arbor and Detroit that did something very, very similar that only did all Michigan wines. They didn't do the extra beer and um, ciders and cocktails, but all Michigan wines. And we went up there and, and checked it out, paid him a visit, and we were interested in it and said, would you agree to franchise? And they're like, uh, nope, figure it out yourself. Challenge accept accepted. So when we were, you know, I was looking for a place and we were looking at different buildings and this restaurant came up that was on the market that was in Sawyer and it was perfect for what we needed. It had a beautiful bar. It had the liquor licenses attached. It had a big parking lot, and it was right on Red Arrow Highway. And I bought the building in the middle of COVID. Was I crazy or what? Did you have a mentor when you decided to go into the wine business? How did you learn? Well, we talked to um, different winemakers. Um, we talked to Wally a lot from Domain Berrien. He, we spent a couple hours, several hours talking to him. But I also found a score mentor. Um, her name's Debbie Howe. She was an amazing. She's an is an amazing woman, and she encouraged me to follow my dream and not give up and push through. And every time I thought I was nuts or things aren't working out, she would be very, very encouraging. And she also loves Michigan wine, so that helps a lot. Well, I know Debbie, and she's quite uh, quite the person. She's helped me with some things as well. So I think you struck gold there on both accounts. I know Wally as well, and uh, you couldn't ask for a more knowledgeable, helpful person for sure. What can guests expect when they visit local poor? They can expect a unique tasting experience. When you come to local poor, you can do a tasting, you can buy a bottle, you can buy a glass, and our um, employees will help guide you through it. If you know what you want, fantastic. But if you don't know what you want, because we do have a pretty extensive list, they will help you by giving you suggestions. And it's a friendly, warm environment. 
We also have a big outside space. We have live music every Saturday. Um, just lots of fun things, but it's a very warm, welcoming environment. And we do allow dogs and kids as well. Oh, excellent. Do you have any advice for others who might be considering a tasting room, opening a tasting room? Be open-minded, try different things, talk to people, go visit as many wineries as you can, and go multiple times. Sometimes you might go and you might not find anything you like. Sometimes you might go and you like everything. It does vary by years and vintages, but also how you're feeling that particular day. Sometimes you've eaten something beforehand or you're hungry and you haven't eaten anything. A lot of those things can definitely change the way you taste wines. I agree with you uh, for sure on visiting the wineries often. I know with what I do from a promotion and advocacy perspective, it's very important that I visit these wineries and learn about the winemakers, the winery owners, the staff, and what I have found is that they're all extremely willing to help. I think we're all in this together and we want to see Michigan succeed as a wine destination. The, f the most interesting things, thing I have found that when you visit a winery and you start talking to the winemakers, they'll tell you their story and their stories are all unique. Maybe it's something they just started 10 years ago. Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's they went to school. Now, um, Lake Michigan College has the Lake Michigan Vintners, which is one of the very few winemaking schools around. And it is just so interesting to go there and talk to the students and talk to Mike Moyer, who's the director, um, and listen to everybody's story, stories and find out why they're doing what they're doing. Yes, exactly. And you, you've mentioned during our episode today, you've mentioned several of my favorite wineries, and Lake Michigan Vineyards is clearly one of those. They're, they're making some really great wine, and it's really all done by the students. I mean, yes, Michael directs the program, but it's a student-run operation. And the interesting thing about that particular winery is they buy the grapes from different winemakers. So um, it's not just a single uh, plot of grapes, it's from all over. So I think that's just fantastic. I understand what you're saying about them buying grapes from the different vineyards. That raises an interesting point. In that, recently I had two Sauvignon Blancs. One was made by Keith Herman, who's the winemaker at Karma Vista, Joe and Sue's son. The other was made at Lake Michigan Vintners. The grapes came from the same vineyard, but the wine was very different, which says something about wine styles and how wine styles are affected by winemaking techniques. That is so interesting that you can get the same wine made with the same grapes from the same vineyard but by two different winemakers it's all stylistic and that is so fun and that's the the beauty of michigan wine it is so tell me what lies ahead for local poor well there that's an interesting question steve thanks for asking 
I've been um, mulling around some ideas. We really would like to work more with facilities and for renting space for local poor as a venue. We can do birthday parties, graduation parties, bridal showers, wedding showers. We've done several rehearsal dinners, anniversary parties. We're a great venue for that. The other thing I would really, really like to do is more pairing dinners, more wine pairing dinners, meet the maker dinners, pairing with local chefs. We did a fabulous pairing dinner with Jim Lester from Marland and Wincraft Winery. And we had Josh, Chef Josh from Water and Wheat. We did a pairing with vegetarian food and the wines from Jim Lester from Marland and Wincraft. So in the future, I would like to do more pairing dinners and get people interested in not only the wines of Michigan, but the farm to table restaurant options that Michigan has to offer. I know I'd been talking with Cheyenne from Houndstooth in Benton Harbor. She's a phenomenal chef. So in the future, that's kind of where I see local pour going is to be not only a tasting room, but an all-inclusive venue where you can come and find the best food and drink Michigan has to offer. What do you think, Steve? Sounds good to me. I'll sign up. I know you will because it will be yummy. And one of the other things that you're, that you're going to be doing, because you and I are partnering on this, are private event wine tastings featuring Michigan wines from local poor. Absolutely, Steve. That is going to be a truly unique opportunity for people. If you're stay, staying at a Airbnb or you have a corporate event or a family outing or just something, you can have this unique opportunity having Steve pick five of the favorite wines that we have at Local Pour and bring them to you. But it is a unique opportunity to have a private tasting at your home with the best of the best that Michigan has to offer. That is a super fun thing that I don't think is offered anywhere else. What do you think, Steve? It is not offered anywhere else based on my intel. And I will tell you that I've had even more people express interest in this since the last time you and I spoke. It's been great having you on the show today. Really appreciate you taking the time. For our listeners, if they want to engage with you, they can go to your website, localpoormi.com. How else can folks engage with you? They can go to our Facebook page, which is Local Poor MI as well. They can call us at Sawyer. They can watch our Instagram, or they can just come and visit. Um, we would love for you to just come and check, and check out Local Poor and see what we have to offer. Excellent. Well, I certainly encourage more people to go to Local Poor. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast if Vines could talk on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If Vines Could Talk comes to you from Vineyard View Recording Company in Baroda, Michigan. Produced, edited, and hosted by Steve Salisbury. Narration by Sarah Spoonholtz. Copyright 2023. One of our sponsors is HomeWatch of Southwestern Michigan. They provide peace of mind when your second home is unoccupied. They do this by making regular visits to check on its well-being 
and arrange for contractors and service companies. HomeWatch of Southwestern Michigan is bonded and insured. Contact them today at 269-281-4584 or visit mihomewatch.com to learn more about their services.